Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, real estate professionals of every uh, experience level. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that honestly, we could make the whole year just talking about this and, and your time would be well spent tuning into the show each and every single week. This episode is number 419. The show that you're listening to is The Mailwright Show. It is a show about real estate marketing, mostly in the digital space. And today's subject is best YouTube real estate lead generation strategies for 2024. Ladies and gentlemen, I talked to a realtor earlier today who had been talking to somebody in his local market, which is Dallas. And that somebody had started off brand new four years ago and currently has built this business up to like $100 million in, in, in gross sales and something like 30 salespeople, all off YouTube. If you're not in YouTube, if you're not looking at it as a lead generation strategy, if you're not trying to find your niche, your vertical, your subject that you talk about with a great deal of authority, you are really missing out on the lead generation revolution of this of this decade. The next decade is probably going to be AI, but it's also going to involve video. It's just going to be using AI tools to help you produce more and better video, more and better pictures, things like that. So if you're behind, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break it to you. But you're behind not only the number one strategy, but you're probably behind a, a, a seismic shift in the way the real estate industry actually works. So having said that, before we dive deep into this, and, and obviously I'm a big fan of video, and so is my partner who's going to introduce himself and uh, share his thoughts uh, about video. But for those of you who don't know him, this is uh, John and uh, Dinwood. He is a expert in many, many things, but he is one of the world's best guys when it comes to talking about WordPress. He's got a huge show called WP Tonic. And uh, this, this real estate business is another business that he has. He also has a learning management system business. On top of all that, John is uh, an amazing resource, uh, a delightful human, a pugnacious Brit. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the, 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 the folks. That- oh, that pugnacious. I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a new one to me. I've heard some other things said about people, not that one. Um, thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this podcast. I'm the co-founder of Mail-Riot. We're a great lead generative platform where you can run your Facebook adverts on and have email campaigns, text messaging, have a CRM all combined on one platform. Or if you haven't got the time to do it yourself, we can do it for you. Back over to you, Robert. So when we dive into this, uh, I'm just going to really kind of drive the the nail home. When it comes to real estate agents who are spending less and making more and who are new into the business, just a few years into the business, if you want to say, who do we know that is making millions of dollars? And what strategy they're using. It always comes back to something related to video, almost always YouTube. There are people making money on TikTok. There are people making money on Instagram. I have yet to find a realtor doing as well or going as big as they can go on YouTube. The best part about video strategy is if you did nail it on YouTube, you could use the same video on all the other platforms that we're talking about. Making YouTube always my number one recommendation for lead generation. Additionally, which we don't talk about much on the show, we never have, so I'm going to mention it now. 
for those of you who are vets, for those of you that have been in the business for a while and are looking for not only a strategy to do some lead generation, but might be looking for a tip or trick or hack to propel ranking in your hyperlocal Google business profile, to propel ranking on your website. Believe it or not, YouTube video does that for both. It is a massive SEO signal, massive, a major hack. Not to mention, if you do everything, if you learn how to optimize videos and you learn how to do them, you can rank a video in two days. That is free traffic to the video in two days. Nothing that I know of is faster. Nothing. It, not even Instagram. Instagram, you tag your, your, uh, your posts. Maybe you get some traffic like in a day or two, maybe, maybe Instagram, but your, your traffic is gone after a few days because the hashtag pulls your content so far down the masonry outlet, outlay of Instagram that you have to keep doing new content over and over again. Not so of YouTube. One video can last you for up to five to seven years. So having said all that, uh, John has been kind enough to write out uh, an actual action plan for how you would like develop the mindset, walk into doing YouTube lead generations. And we're going to do a few tips and tricks. But the number one subject on our, our, uh, our list here is consistency. So John, when you say consistency, what are you thinking? Like, what does that mean? How, how often, like for, if I want to say I'm a real estate agent and I want to be consistently producing video, what is that in your opinion? Well, it's, it's similar to the situation with blogging. Um, but blogging, yeah. Um, Google, YouTube. Google owns YouTube. Second biggest search engine on the internet is YouTube. Um, they want to see consistency of you producing videos. So at least, I would say, at least one video a week if you can. And they really want it to be produced um, around the same time. Um, and consistency will get you marks from YouTube, basically. But unfortunately, it, because of the nature of real estate business and its ups and downs and it's really it's really hard to be consistent, but on the other hand, you don't want to use it as an excuse because you know you've got a, a fantastic technology probably in your pocket, i.e., your phone, and there's ways of producing video that can work where you can be flexible to some degree where you're where you're taking the video. So hopefully that made some sense, Rob. It did. I'm not, I'm going to say a minimum of once a week. If any of you are wondering who, how many videos those million dollar producers are doing, generally speaking, it's about a hundred per year per agent. So it's about one video every three days is about, I think, where efficiency maxes out. In other words, yes, one, one per week. But if you're really on top of your game, how many could you do that might be effective? I actually don't think that a video a day, which I've heard people aim at, I think that's, unless you're doing reels, which is different, uh, like you have traditional video and reels, if you're going to aim it at, uh, like if you think you have the discipline to do something every single day, then I'm going to say do three reels and three 
one to five minute video, minute videos. And every once in a while, do a 20 or 30 minute video if you feel like you have the level of expertise necessary to talk about a subject for that long and keep your audience engaged. Um, topic selection. So this is an interesting yeah. subject. If, if it's me, John, I talk about, I actually use vidIQ. And while I generally pick the title, like I kind of pick the subject, like Google My Business as an example, or, or, or profile tricks and tips and hacks, stuff like that. I really find myself leveraging the AI. Like I come up with a generalized tile such as Google Business Profiles, and then I put it into my AI and vidIQ. I oftentimes use their, their titles. I think they're pretty good. So in turn, but the topic itself is generally I'm pulling it from either questions that I've been asked by my, my constituencies, or I go onto Google and search a broad keyword such as Google My Business and then look at the people also ask subject line and just simply stick because Google is only sorting those questions out by search volume. So keyword research has really got simplified if you know how to use Google. You just go down and look at people also ask and decide if you want to do a piece of content on any of that. That's, that's my thoughts on topics. What's yours? Well, it's actually... Um... Everything you said is correct, but I was approaching this from a totally different perspective. It's a bit, you're probably, because you're SEO expert, and I I didn't understand this. Um, it was only looking at, I was looking at a lady that runs, um, has over, has a YouTube channel with a quarter of a million subscribers. And she specializes in training people in building courses that for people that are looking to build a educational based business with um seven figures mm-hmm. and she's been successful in building her own business, educating people to build courses in the six seven figures mm-hmm. and she brought this up, and i it's only watching her that I realised this, and this is your videos. It's going to be around different topics, but it's all got to be around the same umbrella. So what I mean is, if you do, and I did that a bit with my WP Tonic channel, is that, um, and I forgot what the term in SEO is about, you've got to be seen as a thought leader, as a topic authority. Um, you got, that's what YouTube's looking for, that, that you choose a topic and your videos are consistently around that topic. So what I mean is you can't, you can't, be doing things about real estate in one area and then you put on some videos about car repairs. Um, You can do that, but that won't help your channel and how it's viewed by YouTube. So you don't, it's tricky. You don't want the topic to be too broad and obviously it can't be too narrow because then you run out of topics. So it is a little bit tricky. But on the other hand, if you go too broad, you're going to confuse YouTube 
and that's a problem. Is that making sense? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody my favorite strategy with a lot of this list, like a lot of it. Something I've done my entire career, something I've done as a salesperson, something I've done. Like I always just find somebody who's already doing the thing that I'm I'm thinking of doing to a high degree of uh, like seems to, and, and I try to verify results. Like, do you really make the money that you seem to claim to make, which is a big problem in real estate. Not everybody's making what you think they're making. And, but if I can verify indeed that the transactions are taking place, I'm just going to look at what that person is doing. Now you shouldn't copy anybody because you're not going to get, if you're in the same market and the same person copying them is only going to get you, it's, it's going to detract from their results and not give you that many results. But taking the style, the conversational tone, Altering some of the subjects, looking at high, like really like go through comments, which is going to be, um, a subject that you have here somewhere. I saw it already, which is get, get gathering feedback. Well, guess what? Feedback is public in social media and it, it is not, uh, conditional to that person. In other words, just because I have feedback and you're my competitor, if you were really smart as a competitor, what you do is you read through your competitions like comments because you'll discover that people are quite vocal about what they do and don't like about both content and the core offering. So you can learn a lot about your audience by watching how they're responding to popular videos, which will help you design a topic list that might be really relevant to the people that you're trying to speak to. You've got to be a little bit cagey here, folks, because you can actually buy subscribers. Um, That you know, you can buy subscribers for your YouTube channel, you can buy subscribers for your Twitter, you can buy subscribers for all these social platforms. They're actual companies, businesses that you can hire them to get subscribers. Obviously, if the different platforms find out, um, and if you overdo it, or they will they will find out. The other thing is if you've, got a, if you've got a channel that's got a quarter of a million, half a million subscribers and the, and you look under some of their popular videos and there's nobody, there's no comments, there's no engagement, um, they've probably bought most of those subscribers. So always check. That if somebody's getting a high or saying they're getting a high viewership and, get, and they've got a load of subscribers and you look at some of their popular videos, and there's no comments, there's no engagement, that's when some red flags should be coming up in your mind. Agreed, agreed. All right, so number um, number three on our list, uh, we're going to have to accelerate it here a little bit if we want to get through the entire list, is uh, start with what you have. I have no idea what you mean by that, John, so why don't you help me out? Right, um, you've got to start. You've got to start making videos. Um, don't get caught up too much about the technology. You know, you're probably going to have a really great phone. It's the sound quality that you really want to concentrate on. And you can get a stick, put the iPhone on the stick, and as long as you sort out the sound, you can, re- you can record video and then you can be pushing it. Don't get too hang up about initially about the editing or anything. So don't get fixated. Um, you know, get do it because the big, you know, as soon as you start doing it and you start getting some traction, you're, 
you can start investing about improving the videos, um, but you've got to start somewhere. Copy you. Um, I don't have much to add there, and, and we're a little limited on our time. So instead of, of talking about something I didn't even understand when I so, fo- focused on it, I'm going to move on to number four, which I have a lot to say about. Mm-hmm. Focus on your thumbnails. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to let you kick us off there, but I do have a lot to say on this. Yeah. It's really crucial and um, you really got to experiment on the thumbnails. But, um, but, you know, the great tip, Canva really helps with this if you're starting out, folks. They've got a number of templates and it, it makes it a lot easier. So um, you have access to these templates, the free version of Canva, but I would pay for the paid version. It's about 120 bucks a year. It's not outrageous. And it will help in producing your thumbnails enormously if you don't have a graphic, somebody on your team that's got a graphic eye. So, and spending a bit of time on the thumbnails is going to be one of the really worthwhile the expenditure of spending a bit of time and energy. Over to you, Robert. So I have a lot of thoughts on this, but before I I share those thoughts, uh, John and I would like to thank the sponsors of the MailRight Show today, which uh, of course is mail-right.com and inboundrem.com. If you get a chance, why don't you go check out those websites? Uh, there's lots uh, of information on both about real estate marketing. We're when we come back, I'm going to share my thoughts on thumbnails, and um, we're going to go to a short break. See you in a minute. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MailRight Show. Thank you so much for sticking through with us through the break. Once again, we would like to thank our sponsors, mail-right.com and inboundrem.com. If you get a chance, go check out those websites. There's plenty of free information on real estate marketing on both. Now, on to the question that relates to uh, thumbnails. Um, So thumbnails are an SEO signal, which is why I have so much to say about them. Click-through rates is something that's very important both in YouTube and in traditional search engine optimization. How many times somebody clicks on your result directly impacts your ranking, directly. Thumbnails in terms of like overall like video engagement, things like that, affect none of that at all. However, whether or not somebody chooses to click on your video versus others, like when you're looking at that list of videos, thumbnails matter a lot. Traditional logic says that the talking head like this, like is the, is the way to go. I have found that while that is actually true, It is so overdone, there are now second and third thumbnail-like styles that you can do that will have an impression. What I've done at Inbound REM that is starting to slowly see results, my my click-through rate is is scaling up. And I think the reason why is I have eschewed the talking head things. I just got sick of seeing it everywhere. And I was thinking, if I'm sick of it, everybody else must be sick of it. and so I went with uh, like an animated character and, and more of a, a stylized graphic thumbnail, which at first dropped my click-through rate, like did not increase it. 
decreased it, my expenses went up, which makes it all sound very counterintuitive. But I've been doing it for a while and my, my click-through rate does seem to be slowly but surely scaling up a little bit. Not to mention I like it for me personally. What my advice here with thumbnails is you should pick a branding style. You could change it year to year for sure. Maybe even, but I would say pick a branding format year to year and make sure that you stick with it. Because if you're producing high quality content, which I do, people will start to recognize your thumbnail versus others without having to read your name. And if they like you, if they've seen something of yours, if you've been exposed to them enough, they will click on it. They'll automatically click on it over other people because they're familiar with you and content that you've done and answers that you've given to other questions that they felt was high value. So that's my, and with that in turn will increase your engagement rate. It will increase your SEO value. It, it, there's a lot of ancillary benefits from coming up with thumbnail strategy that really signals to people that it's you. Now, your face obviously also does that. Like people get used to seeing you and they will click on that as well. Facial recognition is, is a reasonably strong way to do this. My only problem is, is that when I see results in real estate, which I do, and it's 10 pictures of different realtors, I get a little face blind. And I figure that I cannot be the only person that experiences that. So I'm giving you another solution to this, another idea surrounding thumbnails. Um, all right. Improve your titles. Yeah. I, I, we talked about this a little before we turned on the camera. So John, why don't you, why don't you kick us off? Well, I like the thumbnails. Choosing the right titles is going to be all important. And really, there's two, there's two tools that you can use. Um, that's VidIQ or TubeBuddy. I think you you use um, VidIQ. I use TubeBuddy. Um, I think they're very compatible. Um, it's just some people think one or the other is better. Um, but utilising one of those tools is important because it's really similar to blood blog post selection, that's where somebody um, choosing to do a blog post on a subject that's got no search volume is a total waste of time, really. Um, it's the same in producing a video with a title that's not getting, um, but it's also very similar to the world of SEO, choosing a title that's very, very competitive if you've got a new channel or in the world of um, traditional SEO, choosing a subject that's highly competitive when you're doing, your domain um, relevance is not that high, is not probably a good idea either. So you've got to find the Goldilocks area where you're getting enough search volume to make it worthwhile where it's not too competitive with established channels. That's what I would say about that. Up you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I I agree with everything with that you're saying. VidIQ is the best $10 a month I spend. Across all the SAS, I spend about $1,500 a month with various tools, AREFs, SEM Rush. But when you say what tool gives me the top value for the money that I spend on it, it is without question. It's that and Pinterest. Okay, which is another subject. It's an AI tool that automatically shares content from my website to various social platforms. Those two platforms deliver the most value for the least amount of money. 
by far. Pinterest has grown me an audience of 25,000 relatively organically on Pinterest for uh, probably $500 total over five years. Like super in it, like cheap and efficient. Same thing with vidIQ. I, I optimize my titles. I look at my descriptions. I do my keyword research. I do my competitor research. I do it all with vidIQ. I've learned a lot about thumbnails. I've learned, I thought I knew a lot when I came into them. I've learned not a ton, but some all off free videos. You get access to the library. Mostly though, it's titles, tags, and, um, the, uh, they do this keyword thing where they, they kind of give you the competition for each keyword that you're targeting, like the difficulty level, which helps me actually decide how I prioritize my content and where I go deep. There, there, I mean, it's a tremendous amount of value in my opinion for $10. So, uh, a month. So improve your titles. That's one way to do it. And if you don't want to do it that way, look at your competitors' titles, words like secret, love, things like that. Like at least read a few blog posts on marketing language and then don't spend the $10 and improve your tiles, but make sure you educate yourself a bit. Have a call to action. Love this, love this, love this. Oh boy, do I love this. What's your call to action, John? Well, I normally take them to a blog post um, or if I haven't got a blog post, well, it's normally a blog post that I've written about the subject and that's the main call for action on the video but you need some call of action if it um if you're you should be utilizing the videos to know to get views but you should be taking them to your website you should have a website and that website should be of of a quality that promotes you in 2004 and um really it should be going to land you if it's if you're not producing a blog post that gives more information about the video, you should then be taken into a landing page that has a quality offer, that has that offers something of real value to the target audience. Hmm. Agreed. Across the board. Um, my calls to action are also links to blog posts. Another SEO signal. But I also have my phone number and a link to my calendar in about 50% of my videos. And I, I book about 10 appointments per year straight off video. Nobody even visits my website. Now, I'm not that big of a fan of that because oftentimes they're not the same level of quality as leads that I get that actually go to my website, which is why I don't consistently do it on every single video. I, I, I still experiment around with it, but a call to action is a calendar link. I occasionally also get a phone number. I've got also between five and 10 calls a year off videos because I include my number in every single video that I do. Um, so in total, 20, 20 additional interactions with people that probably yielded me five customers or maybe $100,000 in revenue total. So it's relatively decent for simply including like a call to action inside a phone number, like, like, like inside a video. Like it can yield you big results for a very small like activity. Um, do property tour. So number seven, do property tour videos. Fascinating that you put this on this list. I wouldn't have. So why don't you tell us about this? Well, I think it's the bread and butter to some extent of, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you know, there'll be other topics, um, which is linked to topic selection. 
which is linked to three other shows that we've done, Find Your Niche. So basically, I could have said for number two, topic selection, I could have said find your niche. Um, so if you find your niche, you'll be able to do, you know, it's either an area of your city or region or it be a type. So um, that's property tours. I think there's an expectation if you're a real estate agent, you've got to mix it up with different types of video. Um, but I think it's a kind of bre- bread and butter that you do property tours. And especially, you know, um, and I think the great thing, the big advantage you've got, folks, is the subject that you're involved in is everybody's interested in it to some extent. Um, so the more you can do and do all the things that we're telling you to do, um, you will get viewers, in my opinion. Over to you, Rob. Um, property tour videos. So, ladies and gentlemen, shameless plug on inboundrem.com. I did. I recently did a video that that like we did a major blog post. It was like six thousand words, and it was talking about what you're producing. Like it was, uh, I think, 101 ideas about what types of social media content a realtor could produce. And basically, you have two or three different categories that those those posts fall into: audience generation lead generation and brand generation. And so uh, property tour videos, a little bit of brand and a little bit of audience. Generally speaking, property tour videos are to talk to people that already know who you are. They're not going to create new audiences unless you get very lucky and, and somebody specifically searches that address on the internet and they're probably not going to or searches that address on YouTube. I've noticed that when I was doing the video I used just some examples, some real estate agents that had actually targeted Camden, the keyword Camden, Michigan, on a property tour video. And you're doomed if you do that. You're doomed because somebody's coming in expecting to learn about Michigan and they learn about property. Maybe you get views, but they're going to be curiosity views because they weren't looking for this thing that you targeted. And strangely enough, the property tour video was ranking in the top 10 for Camden, Michigan on YouTube, which just shows you how little content there was in YouTube for the keyword Camden, Michigan. It was, it was staggering, shocking, really. There are still major markets in the U.S. that have nobody doing anything interesting with video. Um, so what does a property tour video do? Now, if you have a big subscriber list, if you have an email list, if you, I can go on and on, there are good reasons to do property tour videos. Excellent reasons. You need to do them for the customer, number one, for the people that you, that have hired you to be their listing agent. You need to, um, shoot them out to all the people that follow you just so that they can keep track of what kind of inventory that you're currently representing, which is branding. That's branding. That's, that's doesn't matter whether they're ready to buy or sell. You want people to understand what kind of inventory you're currently repping, even if it's been the same for 20 years, does not matter. Um, and then you also want to occasionally have people who are following you look at that piece of property for maybe an investment, a second home, maybe they're scaling up or scaling down. There are reasons why somebody might be become interested in that specific property, especially if you get very, very lucky. And your property tour includes some amenities that are unusual for the area, such as a pool, a riverfront, electron, two-story instead of one-story, so, you know, dual family home, detached residence, duplex, fourplex, triplex. I can go on and on. Some kind of like defining factor 
that makes that property tour exceptionally notable. And then you would put that in the title, like you'd say exceptional riverfront view. Uh, and then maybe the address in the description to make sure that you're getting the number one search for property tour videos that's going to get, get you traffic is that many internet users have gotten very good at putting an address into the internet. Occasionally, believe it or not, a YouTube video will rank if your ad, if the address is on the property tour as the title of the video. Every now and again, you compete against Zillow and Truly and those other guys and manage to get a massive stream of traffic for free just because you happen to put the right title on the video. So property tours, very specific, very, very specific use, but they can generate you leads. I do agree with that, but I'd say the use case is extremely specific. All right, create testimonials in case number eight. And we got two more where our show is going to go a little long because uh, it's a big top subject for John and I. Create testimonials and case study videos. So, oh boy, you know how I feel about this one. So, lead us off, man. Well, there's, they're not going to like a bit like do the property tours. They um, they are expected, and you're going to utilize them on a load of other platforms to actually. And I think because it's linked to do property tours. If somebody really likes your channel and they start watching two to three. They're, they're probably going to binge watch because I, I do it. Um, if I come across a new channel when I really like this stuff and I've got either bookmark it and because I don't watch television, American television. So if I've got a bit of a moment and I just want to relax, um, I take half an hour off and I do a bit of binge watching on YouTube. So if they really like your channel and that, they're going to binge watch, as I call it. And they're probably going to consume a lot of your videos or quickly go through them and choose ones. And having testimonials and case studies is just a way of confirming that you're the right person so that if they're looking to sell or buy the property, you're the person that they should approach. So, And you can utilize them for a load of other stuff. Over to you, Rob. Case studies and testimonials is how you lock in lead generation using video. Your first opening intro videos on your channel should either be a very strong mission statement or very strong video. If you, if you feel like you know exactly who you are and what you offer and you can succinctly say it, then you should be on your intro video. However, most of us don't know that stuff necessarily. And so what's the second best option? Customer testimonials, customer case studies. What is somebody else saying about you? What is somebody else saying about the channel? What is somebody else saying about doing business with you? That is a really strong intro video onto your channel that will set you up for conversion. In other words, people watching others of your content on a binge, just like John illustrated. But if you set it up, the first video was like, oh, wow, this, ah, this customer loves this guy. Woo! And then if you follow it up with a couple, that's testimonial, testimonial video. And testimonials and case studies can be the same thing. If you have a very educated client or if you're participating in the testimonial yourself, dual dialogue that you're guiding by, by basically covering the points that you make that turn the call into a case study, such as, John, you're a client of Inbound REM. Can you share with us how many leads you got off YouTube? Can you share with us how many leads you got off your website? Can you share with us? And, and now that you've shared that with us, can you share with us how many of those leads converted into transactions? And then you go blah, 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 blah. And now you say, okay, 
if I'm doing my math right, that was about a total of $200,000 in GCI. Does that sound about right to you, John? You go, yes. Okay. So John, based on what I'm hearing, it would sound like this year you spent like maybe $30,000 with us, but you made 150. That means that you made five times more than you spent. Does that sound correct to you? And you go, yes. And now you've got a rock solid case study testimonial video wrapped up into one. And that's when, boy, oh boy, those are effective. They're so effective to get people to call you. So effective to get to create um, actual interaction with your audience, which is the first step in conversion, like doing something like lead generation, which is what this whole series of subjects is about. If you were to do one thing off this list and do it well, case studies and testimonials via video are, are literally my top. Number one, do not skimp on this kind of recommendation. My number two recommendation is a very strong bio video where you explain who you are. If you do a very compelling job on telling your own story via a video, that can also convert. The best combo is to have both. Strong mission along with case studies and testimonials. Believe it or not, the two of those things combined will oftentimes generate you the kind of lay down customers that I talk about on my social media and that I actually get at Inbound REM, which is staggering because we're mid-range to high on the price range. And so for us to get a lay down, that means I basically convinced somebody to spend twenty dollars to $50,000 without ever, ever meeting them. Just think about that. That is two cars combined. In some markets, that's a house. And I convinced them to make that decision solely on my digital media. People will make staggeringly large decisions if you just give them the right um, resources. All right. Collaborate with local influencers. Love this one. What were you thinking when you put it on the list? Well, it's a bit like we've spoken about before about becoming the digital mayor of your town, region, city, um, working with other local businesses, um, promoting, doing joint promotions where you're highlighting restaurants, doing reviews. It's really useful. My only... You've got to be a little bit careful because you might be confusing. It depends on what your subject is, um, the subject for the channel. If it's geography-based, I think it's going to be less pragmatic where it might give mixed signals to YouTube. But I think if you handle it right... Um, it shouldn't cause you too much trouble. But if you're geography-based, it's just going to help a lot anyway. But it also builds a lot of goodwill. You can piggyback on those people's, if they're well-established and they've got a lot of social presence online, it's a kind of win-win scenario. Over to you, Rob. So we've got 150 content ideas and including quite a few that fall, fall into the local influencers all on the website. We're running out of time. John, I included the link. This is a massive blog post we did with huge amounts of research connected to it. I'm going to ask that you include it in the show notes, but you can feel free to make it a do not follow link. I'm just only asking for people to have it as a resource. Um, so, uh, but, but I am asking that, that you distribute this because it is that good of a post. 
But one of the ideas that we have on there, and there's 150, I said 101, it's 150. One of the ideas that we have is doing a trade with uh, another realtor. Um, like it's uh, an agent takeover day is an incredibly strong way for you and other like digitally minded uh, real estate agencies to trade audiences. It's a clever way because you may have a specialty or vertical, especially if you're talking to me and you may want to expand your footprint into other types of verticals. And a good way to do that is to give somebody access to yours and you, you to theirs. And depending on how strongly defined you are by that niche, you're really probably not giving up any of your business any more than they are. What you're doing is creating mutual value and mixing up the kind of content that you produce, thus creating value for your audience. Remember, the best social influencers, the best content producers always focus not on their own needs or the bottom line first. If you always just focus on what the audience needs, what's useful, what's good for them, it will end up being good for you. But for sure, 100%, just focus on them first. That's why agent takeovers are relevant. I've got, I get objections sometimes. Oh, would I really want to help cross promote another businesses like agents business? Like Jesus, step out of the, step out of the last decade and into the new one. Like let's, let's talk about if somebody has a thousand followers and you have a thousand followers, maybe you can both pick up 250 followers. There's so much value in all social sharing content like SEO juice. I can go on and on. There's so much ancillary value. You're going to make three times as much off the boost in the audience that you'd ever lose because maybe one of your clients thinks the other realtor is prettier or they want to call them or whatever the case is. It's a new era that we live in that is that is better to collaborate than to contest. Um, analyze your metrics. Number 10, final one on our list, ladies and gentlemen. We've gone a little bit over. Just consider this all the bonus show notes. We're, we're at the final stretch, though. Analyze your metrics. John? Yeah, something I'm not really good at, and I, I think you're a lot better at. I am getting better at it because I realize um, the great thing about YouTube is it provides fantastic free analytical data, and unlike Google, on the traditional um, SEO where Google seems to be determined to make it as vague as possible, uh, um, with YouTube platform, you still get tremendous strong analytical data and it's in, the you know, it's, it's free, it's available and you should be looking at it and um, there's a load of free videos that tell you how to look at this data. And it's not unlike some of Google's platforms where you need a PhD to work out some of it. This is reasonably easy um, with a few videos and, and looking at the data and doing something with the data. Yeah, we will help you be more successful. Over to you, Rob. Don't disagree with any of that. Only thing I'm going to say is, yes, I have an advantage, a built-in advantage. You know, different histories, different skill sets. Coming from telemarketing, call center services, especially as I was leading and running very, very large call centers. My last was seven call centers and uh, probably 1,500 people spread throughout the globe. And uh, that, that job was really all about analyzing numbers and making small changes inside very big processes so that you could make those numbers be more effective. A, a, a 1% to 5% difference in result whether that's on the intro call or saving a client or keeping people in continuity plans, it was, it was an incredibly important task. 
throughout the course of the year, I, I improved efficiencies by about 25 to 30%, which yielded three to $5 million for the business. So I got very used to looking at metrics and understood what the value of them is and still understand what the value of them is. Small changes really stupidly add up over time. It's not, that's why so few people look at metrics is that you make a few small changes and then you have to go back and track the changes. It feels like a lot of work for a small incremental difference. But if you just do that consistently, very similar to like working out or lifting weights, it's like, by the end of the year, you notice, oh my God, I'm, I'm like 10, 15% more effective than I was at the start of the year. And then if you combine that with the seven-year history of my business, so now I'm 150% more effective from watching metrics. It adds up like a lot over time. Slowly but surely, it really adds up, similar to getting used to doing a YouTube video every week instead of one a month, which, which is something I've been at fault with. Most likely, my business would be three times the size if I kept up with that discipline. So this is just another discipline. For some of you, like I have an accountant and it's funny because I can't get her to do a video to save my life. She's done one in three years and I don't think I'm ever going to get her to do another one. But she's really, really good at analyzing the analytics on her website. Maybe one of the best in my entire database because she's just like, she likes numbers. So if you're a numbers person and you're looking for a way to make like money off those numbers, maybe you don't have the charisma and the numbers at the same time then my advice to you deeply is look at engagement rates, look at click-through rates, look at how long people stay on the video, look at where they drop off. These are really important metrics and then make small changes in the way that you're doing these videos, maybe shorten the length. If you're, if you're doing long-form content, does it really extend out engagement across your channel? Shorter-form videos, long-term, are easier ways to rank a channel globally. However, long-form content is easier to get conversions. You got to decide what you want to do and probably mix up your efforts. All of that is best done by, by analyzing your metrics. Every now and again, you do a long-form video with the hope that somebody's going to watch enough short forms that they're willing to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes engaging with you. I promise you, if you find that you've built up the ability to keep somebody's attention for that length of time, you really have a good opportunity to create a relationship and thus get a client. That's the reason you do long form. You have to figure out a way to really connect with people because once they feel connected to you, you are so close to them potentially reaching out to you. Um, that's, been, that's it, guys. We're going to do another show. Uh, it looks well, second show, question mark. I agree, we should do one. We're going to do another show. Real estate video really has a lot uh, to it. And so if you stay tuned to our channel, and I strongly recommend that you do, um, note that we're going to drop a show on leveraging trends, how you respond to comments, how you look at your competitors. John has created another incredible list of things to talk about that relate to video. And I, I couldn't agree with it more. There's no way for me to say, God, yes, let's do it. Let's dive into it. Super excited about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Robert Newman. If you'd like to reach out to me, do so at robert at inboundrem.com or go to inbound, the word inbound REM. You can see it behind me for those of you watching, watching on video, kind of good God, watching on video. Uh, there. Yeah. God. All right. Watching a video. Um, and just add a .com to that. It's the word inboundrem.com and you can find everything you need to know about me there. John. How would you like people to do the same with you? 
Yeah, just go over to Jonathan at mail-right.com and you can email me or you can go to the mail-right.com website, have a look at the videos, all the information they've got on there. Then book a chat with me. It's right in the main navigation. You can book a chat and we see if um, we can help you out. Back over to you, Rob. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the show. Like it, thumbs it up. For those of you who are on YouTube, do us all a favor. John's better about dropping these on MailRite than I am. However, I am getting real good about dropping these into my Facebook groups and things like that and on my Facebook page. So if you can do us both a favor and interact with the content wherever you find it, doesn't matter where, what platform, that would help us a lot. If we're helping you, if any of you gotten anything of value in this entire video, do us a favor and like something, leave a comment, share it with some people. We'd really appreciate it.